let's begin creating a relationship with these emotions. Let's begin developing a new relationship only if the relationship that you have isn't isn't working for you. You know, because if you're not motivated to change, if there's no reason for you to change, you you won't seek to change. So usually what I ask is like, okay, the 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 relationship that you have with your emotion, like how's it been working for you? And if somebody replies like, well, you know, not that great. I haven't been able to maintain relationships. Uh, my, the, the, the work that I do doesn't align with who it is that I see myself as a person. I, I have trouble sleeping at night. I, I think about these things all the time that I want to think about. It's like, okay, well, let's, can we do, can we begin to develop a new relationship with our emotions? Would, would, you, would you like to embark on that journey? And if they agree, then there's a couple of few things that, you know, we can start immediately. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James. On this podcast, my guests and I discuss topics and ways to heal and overcome in every area of our lives so that we may heal ourselves, our families, and our communities. My mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you for joining in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, host Ernest James, aka Friends of Fatherless Daughters on Instagram. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in with us again to episode 14. All right, episode 14, we're, we're pushing them out, hoping that you guys are enjoying it. Today, I'm here with another guest, my man Bryce the Third. Mr. Bryce, how you doing? Yo, 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 what's up? What's up, Ernest? How you doing, man? I am good. I am good. Glad to have you here, man. We're gonna jump right into it. So introduce yourself to the uh to our listeners, and then we're gonna go ahead and, and flow from there. So my name is Bryce the Third, your emotional wellness mentor. Uh I am an emotional wellness mentor, recording artist, creative, uh, and the host of the podcast. You feel that? with Bryce the Third, the premier podcast for those looking to grow, exceed, and excel in the world as a highly sensitive person. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So, Bryce, before we get into all the uh, other stuff, I know that you have two kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them is a girl. So, I'm a girl dad. So, whenever I have a girl dad on, I ask him two questions. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> Two questions. Number one, how has being a girl dad changed you as a person? And what is something you've learned from your daughter from being a girl dad? Uh all right. Um, so how how, how has being a girl dad changed me? So yeah. so and you got the experience of having both because you got a son and a daughter, right? Yeah, and I've been a daddy since I was 15. So, like, I've been at it for real. So, but yeah, my daughter, I think my daughter, like, when she was born, it changed my life for real. Um, if it wasn't for, it was just something about her being born. And when she was born, so, so we can start out with, I, I'm a person who identifies as a person recovering from substance abuse and alcoholism. And I, when she was born, I was not yet in recovery. But when she was born and the look in her eye, 
that let me know like oh like you're looking for something you're looking for something to be able to support you and stability and a foundation you're looking for something that i don't possess i think that realization broke my heart enough that it was a big reason that i got pushed over to the edge and was like okay we got to do something different we got to we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta live differently. We gotta something else out. So when you talk about like how has it changed my life, I think that it's like the biggest, the biggest change of being a girl dad has been in my life. Like she was a catalyst, one of the biggest catalyst pieces of the catalyst that made me kind of like change my lifestyle for real. Um, and what was the second question? Uh, something that she taught you. Something that she taught me. So she teaches me every day because the way that she sees the world is just like so. She's nine. And the way she sees the world is just like very, very new. And she's at this age where she's starting to be like, like exposed to a, a whole bunch of different viewpoints and mindsets. And you can see like, she's getting a, a whiff of the world and that can sometimes push some of the newness out of her. And I just encourage her to keep that newness in. And I think this is like a, a perpetual relationship where she brings me the new and then I give her the new back and she brings me the new and I give her the new back because as an entrepreneur, as a, as a creative, like it's always good for me to stay in that energy of like, okay, how can I see with new eyes today? And with her as an eye girl, like that's, that she's literally seen with new eyes. So I, I just want to make sure that she's able to stay open. And I, I think that's the biggest, that's the coolest thing about, you know, uh, being who I am and, and, and doing what I've done that wasn't done for me because my kids can have a childhood, you know? Uh, so I think it's pretty cool. Cool, cool. I, I love it, man. And, and I love to hear the answers when it comes to that, you know, because like I, I, I mentioned before on, on the podcast, it, it's something about when a, when a man has a daughter, man, it, it, don't, it don't care how hard you think you is or whatever, it just brings all of that out of you, you know, bring that whole nother side of you out. So I love to ask, mm-hmm. ask the, you know, girl dads and hear that side of it. You know, hear that side of them that everybody else might not get to hear or see. You know what I'm saying? But that daughter bring it out of you. So I love, I love it, man. I love it. So we're gonna get ready to jump right, kind of get into it. So I heard you say you're a recording artist. So are yeah. you a singer or are you a rapper? Nah, rap. Nah, rap. And it's crazy. Like if it wasn't for rap, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for rap, I wouldn't be pursuing a podcast. If it wasn't for rap, I wouldn't be in emotional and mental wellness. I wouldn't be a communicator. I wouldn't have these bookings to go speak. I wouldn't have these after-school programs. I wouldn't have any of my mentorship. Like, I wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for rap. Like, rap, like pursuing my music full-time for a, a year to see if it, it would work or not was, was what led me here. And uh, I'm forever grateful for it, and I'm still actively creating uh it's just my business is the the emotional wellness piece that the helping people with big emotions helping people to be equipped to handle life on life's terms i think that's what the business is and like i do the music and i get paid for it i get bookings for it uh, we're all around the country with it um but uh, i think i think the music is more so like i'm not pressed like i do what i want because like i I do music because i love it and i'm good at it you know not necessarily because you know i need to feed my family with it and it just takes it's just a whole different level of creation when you when you approach it in that manner okay cool so that's kind of uh going to take us to the right into the next question i was going to ask you about the entrepreneurship because actually two of it two parts which well, I start with one. We'll start with entrepreneurship because I know that's something that you you also kind of teach uh, people about. 
And so what I know you mentioned about the rap and the mentor, not the mentor, but the uh, the wellness. So are those the only two uh, outlets or entrepreneurship outlets that you have? Or do you also have something else that you that you do also? Uh, I forget I forget who it was, what teacher it was that I learned this from, but just the hedgehog concept of doing multiple things, but then all of the things being under the same umbrella. And really, if I'm to have a summation of my efforts, it would be in the realm of emotional and mental wellness. Even the music, there is a, a reflective, inspirational emotional aspect to it that like the things that i explore in the music it's 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 aligned it's aligned like I, the beautiful thing about the business that i'm building around me is that it, it's aligned with who it is that i am as a person so when this, some of the entrepreneurial tasks kick in and it's like things that i have to pay attention to like numbers and and getting processes and systems set up like I, i'm less likely to burn out because i really appreciate what it is that i'm doing if that makes it yeah, 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 yeah. And so when we when we talk about uh, being a, a artist, um, one of the things that I know and, and that you talk about also is creativity. And you know, creativity comes out in, in so many different ways. And a lot of times, um, some of the most creative people or some of the most creative things come out of a process of people creating something just to as a release. You know, especially when we talk about emotions, you know, so how important is that, you know, using that uh, whatever your creative outlet is, you know, to get a release of your emotions or whatever it is that you may be dealing with. So learning. So in this season of my life, it's, it's very important to do what brings me joy and the, the catharsis induced by my, my artistry is something that brings me joy. Like when I get on stage, like when, I, when I'm dancing, when I'm moving around, like I get outside of myself and into the process of creating and giving and, and sharing it with people. And that's, that's something that you know, if you have anything like that, like this, or if you have the ability to be able to cultivate or, or at least seek something like that, like it's, it's something that's, that's unparalleled with the human experience. Uh, what, I, what I found is that sometimes when it comes to cre creation so because there's multiple levels of creation there's multiple instances of creation and even like in my my, my emotional wellness business that is you know i create content i create content on instagram at bryce the third i create daily content to to help to kind of activate within people the strengths that they may not know is there or to just make relatable content that helps people become autonomous in their own lives and like it, it take like sometimes I gotta force myself to sit down. So for me, sometimes the muse doesn't come where it's like, ooh, I'm struck with inspiration. Like most times for me, form follows function. So it's like I gotta sit, I gotta sit my butt down in that chair, and then when I sit sit down in that chair and get my hands moving, then the inspiration comes. So it's it's, it's a two way street. Like when I when I go out and when I perform, when I when I go and and, and do my and, and get off like that that is a that is a cathartic practice and I, I really enjoy it it helps me to release and the creation of that doesn't necessarily like come naturally like i gotta sit down and do it okay i know i, I have a, a, a 
sort of the same process somewhat with me because one of the things that I struggle with somewhat is procrastination, right? Mm. So with me, I think I overthink it. You know, yeah. I, 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 just, I, was, I was listening to, um, I don't know if you uh, follow the uh, Social Proof podcast yeah, with David Chance. So yeah. David had had uh, Grant Cardone on one time and he mm-hmm. talked about procrastination. And one of the things that Grant Cardone said that I totally agree with is that people don't get stuck. You only get stuck when you're thinking too much or you're trying mm-hmm. to do too much, right? Mm-hmm. So he said when you when you struck with a uh, decision and you overthink it, that's when you get stuck. He said, mm-hmm. so if you're in the car and you're driving and you get to an intersection and you're like, okay, should I go left or should I go right? The more you struggle with making that decision is when you get stuck right there in that same place. So he was mm-hmm. like, just make a decision. You know what I'm saying? Turn left or turn right. It don't matter. You know, if you have to adjust, then adjust. So that's kind of my thing is I, I get paralyzed I, when I think too much. So when I get down to it, it's like, you know what? I have to shut everything off. No radio, no music, no nothing. Just let it get quiet. And then I sit down and then my mind start going, you know? Mm-hmm. So and if I even have my music, I have to turn the music off. Because a lot of times I, I listen to words. I'm a words person. So if the music is on, I'm listening to the words of the music, and then I can't focus. I'm like, you know what? Shut everything off. <laughs> mm-hmm. So ain't nothing on but my mind. Then once I get in that space, then that creativity just starts flowing and starts coming out. So that's cool, mm-hmm. man. I'm I'm glad you you kind of connect with and, the same uh, thought process. And, and that's a and that's a and that's a beautiful thing because what what you just explained to me shows me that you you you've gotten to know yourself. Like you begin to develop a process that is specific to you and what obstacles may pop up while seeking to create or seeking to to make something happen and you've taken the time to listen to your life's lessons so a lot of times what we'll do is with the experiential avoidance where it's like you know i feel pain i feel procrastination i feel sadness i feel anger but you know what now i'm just gonna go ahead and grab something to drink real quick and i'm gonna go out with the homies and now i'm gonna you know get get with this girl and now i'm gonna do like i'm gonna do something other than pay attention to this thing that keeps popping up every time this this situation occurs and and what i can tell from what you just shared is that when the situation of procrastination or indecision has occurred in your life you have taken the time to face it lean into it and investigate like what is this here to tell me and then you you begin to build process around that that's specific to you and your experience so that that just goes to show like you're intentional about creating your life you're intentional about creating process around your emotions and some of those things that may bubble up and that will equip you to have autonomy over your life and have control over where it is that you end up and you you're creating your desired reality so that's a beautiful thing to see man you know what so i'm, I'm glad you say that two two things one this last year uh, i've really gotten into personal development like it's been a little over a year now so i'm glad that it shows that I mean i've been doing some, <laughs> i've been doing something right you know what i'm saying and so this year another thing that you said was intentional so this year, the two things that I've really been trying to uh, focus my life on is being intentional and being balanced, right? And so being intentional about whatever it is that I'm I'm trying to do or whatever I'm trying to face, you know, be intentional about the moves that I make, you know, not just out here saying, uh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. No, think about it. I'm going to do this because I want this outcome, you know, so I'm thinking three steps ahead before I make that first step you know, to make sure that it aligns with where I'm trying to go. 
you know, and then that that balance is just not having too much of one thing, you know, not having too much fun, not having too much work, but being balanced out so my life is even. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's been my thing this year to be on that uh balanced and and intentional. That's that's the two words that, that I'm working for this year. So one of the things that you said, uh, uh, you kind of hit on it, and I and I heard it when we you mentioned about the pain, and a lot of people not taking the time to um, analyze the pain, right? And so I think most people don't realize that pain is our friend, you know, even though it hurts us, but pain is our friend. So if we think about it, if you never felt pain, you know what I'm saying, then how would you know something was wrong? So if you were stabbed in your back, you can't see it because it's behind you. And if you can feel the pain from it, you wouldn't know that you got stabbed. You know what I'm saying? And you would bleed to death. So pain is is, is actually our, our friend. And I, I'm kind of a, a, a movie buff a little bit, not a lot, but I'm a, I'm a big Al Pacino fan. Let me put it that way. Okay. Yeah. And so in yeah. the movie, The Recruit, um, I can't remember the other, the other guy's name that was in that, that was a star in that. But at one time when they were talking to him, uh, the CIA was investigating him or interviewing him or whatever. The guy asked him a question. He said, what would you rather do? Ride on the plane, ride on the train, dance in the rain or feel no pain. And most people will automatically say feel no pain. But again, that's because we don't really think about it, that pain is helpful. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that pain that lets us know that something is wrong with whatever the situation that we're in. Something wrong with us personally, you know, whether it's, it's physical, we, we hurt ourselves, you stump your toe, you cut your hand or whatever. It's that pain that draws attention to that point that you can say, oh, I, I just got cut. Let me address that. You know, in your relationship, something just happened. That pain that you're feeling in your heart, like, okay, something ain't right with my relationship. Let me let me address that. So how would you, uh, what advice would you give someone or just what is your thoughts on people using that pain that they feel uh, and addressing it and, and recognizing it? So, Bryce the Third is not really big on advice. Uh, I do I do give okay. suggestions um, just because I, I I have an issue with like even paying myself as an authority because I think real authority will let you know like I don't there's not too much like I the more I learn the more I find out I don't know right and this right. may this may this may change the next time you talk to me uh, because that's <laughs> what life is life is a continuous process right um, especially if we're tapped in and listening to the lessons but when it comes to pain. Uh, I would just say, listen, just listen, like, like, listen, tune in because the reason that it's happening is because it's there to tell us something. So when you tell, when we tell somebody like pain is our friend, but like, I literally like feel nothing but pain from the moment I was born. Like I had no mama, I ain't no, had no daddy, my daddy uh, killed, killed in uh, gang violence. He, but he, he, he was serving drugs to my mom and my mom OD'd off the drugs. And he's, you know, like I, all I know, the earliest memory that I have is pain, loneliness, anxiety. Uh, in certain ways that we got to kind of like, we got to kind of break into there. Like we can't just immediately just be like, you know, pain is your friend. Cause it's like, no, you don't, bro, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it, This, you know? So, but I will say, Let's begin creating a relationship with 
these emotions. Let's begin developing a new relationship only if the relationship that you have isn't isn't working for you. You know, because if you're not motivated to change, if there's no reason for you to change, you you won't seek to change. So usually what I ask is like, okay, the 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 relationship that you have with your emotion, like how has it been working for you? And if somebody replies like, well, you know, not that great. I haven't been able to maintain relationships. Uh, my, the, the, the work that I do doesn't align with who it is that I see myself as a person. I, I had trouble sleeping at night. I, I think about these things all the time that I want to think about. It's like, okay, well, let's, can we do, can we begin to develop a new relationship with our emotions? Would, would, you, would you like to embark on that journey? And if they agree, then there's a couple of few things that, you know, we can start immediately. Uh, number one, I would say, and this is big in my season of life right now, is journaling. So what I've learned about journaling is that energy, emotions, energy and motion can feel as if it can feel a little ethereal. Like I can feel angry one moment, sad one moment, uh, uh, anxious one moment, and it can just like, I don't even know where it is and what it is. And it, so to begin this new relationship with these emotions is to start to feel those emotions and translate them onto the paper. Like today, I don't feel like going to work. Today, I feel like I can't show up for my kids and them needing me. Today, I feel like I'm not enough in my relationship. Today, I feel like I don't have enough money. Like, start writing these things out because what ended up happening is attention makes big things small and small things big. So what I, what I mean when I say that is that uh, it makes small things big. On my podcast, You Feel That with Bryce III, I mentioned that I, I, I want a I Model X Tesla. Like, I want a Tesla Model X. And ever since I said that on my podcast, everywhere I go, like I'm seeing Texas, Model X's specifically, everywhere I'm going is I'm seeing these, these constant reminders like, oh, here we go. Like, yeah, soon enough, soon enough, soon enough. But before I said these things, before I put my attention on these things, like I, I didn't really see too many Model X Teslas. So it makes small things big in that where I put my attention, it grows. So where my attention goes, energy flows, right? But it also makes big things small. So things that maybe have been killing me and eating me up. And for example, maybe it was like two or three weeks ago, I was having maybe close to what we consider a, a mental breakdown. And because I had the tools in place, like I was able to turn it into a, a breakthrough. And what I found was that I had all this energy in me and I didn't know what it was. And it was just, I felt like I was blocked and I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling not supported. I feel like ain't nobody here for me. I feel like I'm doing all this stuff. And I got this burden on my shoulders. And then I, I feel like it's an emotional rope around my neck. And then I went to my journal and I wrote down in my journal, I'm afraid to die. I'm afraid to die. And then when I wrote that down, it's like, I can almost breathe like, <sighs> and then I proceeded to put bullet points under that I'm afraid to die. I said, well, why am I afraid to die? And what I wrote down were kind of legitimate, legitimate concerns and things that I can do about today. And once I was able to look at these things on paper, like they were no longer as big and scary and as suffocating as they were when they were just floating inside of me. And I didn't know where they were and what they were blocking and where they were, how to put a hand on them. So attention makes big things small and small things big. So right now, like, I, to, to, to immediately get started, I would say grab your journey. Uh, I don't even got a I don't even got a, a call to action. I don't got no journal to sell. You go to Home Depot, go to <laughs> go to go to CVS, go to you know just grab your fifty cent journal and, and really start banging banging out what you what you hear, what you think on that piece of paper, and see how your life begin to change.
Right. I, I, I have a journal myself. I, I don't use it every day, but I, I actually got about three or four of them. <laughs> so I, I definitely know know that. You know what? And, and speaking of journal, since you since you brought that up, which is a, another thing I wanted to talk on was, you know, seeking the right tools to help you to deal with whatever uh, emotions that you're, you're going through. Because so a lot of times people uh, and I know you said you um, you are I forgot how you put it recovery what is it yes i'm in recovery so i'm I'm in recovery from substance abuse and alcoholism yeah right so i I want to use the term that you use you you said you're recovering something what was it you said at the very beginning you said you are recovering or you identify as recovering something Uh, look if you ask me i'm gonna just tell you i'm an alcoholic man (laughs) that's the language language i speak you know i'm an alcoholic in recovery i just got my eight years okay but you know like yeah i I do a lot of work um uh uh, certified peer recovery mentor i do a lot of work like in and you know we try to destigmatize and not use words like addict or alcoholic but i i I say it quick like i'm an addict for real you know just to remind me of how like it was and where it is that i come from and that i'm recovering and that that recovery process never ends right so and the reason why i brought that up because i know that a lot of people sometimes um seek for seek substances to help them cope with whatever that they're dealing with, you know? And so I know one of the things that you're, uh, you've talked about before is instead of seeking substances to seek uh, tools, seek the right tools, right? And so uh, two things I want you to speak on real quick that I've, I've heard you speak on before, or two tools, should I say. Uh, one of them is counseling, and then the other one is community. So speak on those real quick on how, uh, big are those and helpful are those, you know, to help you get through that process of, of dealing with your emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, I want to say to all the listeners listening, uh, your host has been doing his homework and listening oh, to you feel that podcast with Bryce the third. So if he if he listening to it, y'all gotta listen to it for real, for real. It's 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 mad that y'all I, I aim to bring four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times the value of what somebody would expect when they show up to the podcast. And, and yes, community is one of the biggest things that when I look back in my personal life, in my personal recovery experience that has helped me to get outside of myself and helped me to build an understanding of the new me that it was that I was desiring to be. And, you know, it's just good to get out of the echo chamber, which is my own head and get and get and get get my hands dirty and get get around different points of view. Some I may agree with, some I may not agree with, but it, it kind of stretches what it is that I've come to understand as my identity in a way that allows me to see like more people exist than you do. And then I'm not alone. Like I don't have to seclude. I don't have to, there's a community for everything. There's a community for everything. I do a lot of work with a nonprofit called The Phoenix, which is sober active community. Uh, all of our events are free to anybody with just 48 hours of sobriety. And this is like kayaking, indoor rock climbing, hiking, biking, and it's all free to anybody with just 48 hours of sobriety. I've got integration circles that I do some some medicine work with. I, I got, I got, um, I got, uh, what, what else I do? I got my personal development circles. I got, you know, my meditation circles. Like I got my 12 step circles. Like I, you know, uh, sober dads, uh, book clubs and the morning meetup with David Shands. Like I got all these communities to where it's like every, like we're not linear as people. So we have different interests and just know that for whatever interest that you have, the, the beautiful thing about the information age is there is a community for it. 
and it's, it won't cost you anything except for the attention that it, that it takes to be able to seek it out because it's out there for real. You don't never have to be alone. Community is big because if it's just me, I get to be lonely. I get to be in solitude, and it's just it's just not it's just not pretty. It's just not pretty. Whereas like with other people, it can still be not pretty, but I don't have to be alone. And when we're talking about counseling, I've had a storied history with counseling. I, 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 when I got out of, even before, even before I came into recovery, like as far back as I can remember, I've been dealing with like counselors, therapists. When my granny died when I was real young, like I had like a, uh, I don't know what it was. It was cathartic. It was kind of like anger management. They let us go hit stuff. And, you know, I was a kid just hitting plush stuff. And, and then, um, yeah, I've had multiple multiple counselors and a counselor. So and if I say, if, if I can leave anything on the floor about counseling, if you go to see a therapist or a counselor and you don't like that therapist or counselor, that does not mean that therapy and counseling does not work. That means that the counselor or therapist that you had is not the right fit for you. Let me say that again. If you go to a counselor or a therapist and you don't like that counselor or therapist, that does not mean that counseling or therapy doesn't work. That means that that counselor or therapist was not the right one for you. And the right one for you does exist. Because counseling and therapy, it's like it's like a relationship for real. Like I have to like you to even like start doing this deep work internally that's going to turn over some rocks that is maybe like some real, some real ugly stuff. So it's like a lot of people I see will go and like, ah, therapy doesn't work for me. Counseling doesn't work for me. Cause they went and they had a, a bum counselor or they had somebody that just didn't resonate with them. Like their, their energy didn't collaborate in a way to where it, it, it could turn out results. And then they just assume that now counseling doesn't work. That's not the case. That's not the case. Um, keep at it, keep at it and keep seeking until you find that counselor therapist that, that kind of jives with you and that you can get in with. So you can start doing this deep work. Cause that's what it is. It's deep work. And it's, it's better when we don't do this alone. There's a lot that we can do alone, but like what prepares us to be able to do it alone is, is the strength that we're able to cultivate within community. I agree with you 100% cause co community when just being in the, the community or the presence of like-minded individuals, you know, and, and whatever the field is, whatever the position is, you know, and I, I've, I've hope I'm not being too redundant uh, on the podcast because I've mentioned this a couple of times in the last couple of uh, podcasts about um, going to uh, bereavement after my mom had passed, you know, and just being in that circle with those people that all of us had experienced, you know, the loss of a loved one, you know, during that time period and to be able to talk to each other, encourage each other, uplift each other. And like you said, you know, even just relate to each other and let us know, hey, you're not the only one. You know, you're not the only one that lost someone. You're not the only one that's feeling that hurt. You're not the only one that's, you know, dealing with the new normal of what your life will be moving forward. You know, so definitely I agree 100 percent with community being definitely important and not ne necessarily uh, also in because that I guess bereavement somewhat means you lost something. So that could be looking at as a negative. But uh, another thing that you mentioned was the morning meetup. Right. Which is just entrepreneurs all meeting together. You know, again, that same thing, that community to be able to uplift each other, encourage each other, you know, and even us uh, on our little thing we got with the uh, with the po our podcast community, you know, lifting each other up, pouring into each other, you know, dropping knowledge with each other, you know, to keep all of us going. So definitely community and, and 
every form and every uh, aspect of your life is definitely important and definitely is a benefit. So uh, Bryce, I definitely thank you for being on here, for coming in and, and sharing your knowledge with us. I got one more question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow you to uh, speak on it. Then you could give your contact information, uh, how somebody can follow you, get in contact with you if they wanted to have you speak or whatever. So sure. I'll give you, you know, i ask this last question uh, and you're free to, to expound however you feel on it. And then, right. you know, we'll go from there. So one of the other things that I know that you deal with that, that I'm uh, interested in is mindfulness and being mindful of your emotions. And um, what points could you give us to help us to be able to ID, uh, identify, I guess, or just uh, accept whatever it is that we're, we're dealing with to help us heal from it. What, whatever, I don't even know how to say what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you though, I hear you. <laughs> but I'll just get to you because I know you know how to say what I'm trying to say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely hear you. And really once again, the, the, biggest, the biggest suggestion that I can give anybody is just to listen just to listen and to listen compassionately we can only give that which we possess if we don't give ourselves compassion and understanding like everything around us is going to suffer everything around us is going to be a reflection of what it is that we give ourselves if i'm ever out and like somebody on tip and they you know they they screaming at the, the waitress or they driving crazy or they you know like i'll never even i'll never take it personal because i know that they're treating themselves 10 times worse than they they just treat me and I know that it's not personal. My name could be Bill, Bob, Robert, James, and they would have treated me the same way, right? So what I would say is just pay attention. Like, listen, listen, the things that pop up are there for a reason. So when there's anxiety, like when there's anger, when there's frustration, when there's loneliness, like these things are there to be investigated. And through that investigation, which may be a little painful, through that investigation, will come a better a, uh, a higher understanding of your circumstances and why you feel the ways that you feel because just like you said you use the analogy of the knife in the back i use the analogy of the stove and flames like if i put my hand on the stove and my hand didn't feel the pain that allows me to draw my hand back my hand would just burn up right so how useful is this pain that lets me know like yo you need to adjust your experience for your wellness sake right so a lot of these feelings that we feel can be can be investigated can be listened to compassionately you know not you know because what we tend to do is you know oh man you know why i feel this way again or, oh man you know i i gotta shut my heart off or, oh man like let me go ahead and, and get something to drink real quick because like you know like this is always the time where i feel like this or this time of year i always feel like this like so no like let's let's really start listening to it Let's whip the journal out. Let's go find. Let's go find somebody to talk to. Let's tap into community that's based on because, like you said, that the bereavement. Like, there are so many different circles where we can go and kind of discuss out loud these things with people that are going through these same things. You know, whether it be a twelve-step program or to be uh, a, a group for overthinkers or it be a group with people who deal with attention deficit disorder. Like, there's there's mad groups everywhere that we could tap into and find community around what it is that we're trying to deal with. But I would suggest meditation, journaling, 
find community, use resources like this, like what Ernest is putting together with E. James, you know, Hill from the Pain, like what we doing here, like have this on bang on the back when you move in life, like on, on your radio, be paying attention. You feel that with Bryce the Third. There's all these resources, there's books, there's there's all these resources to tap in and just having the willingness to to seek to seek a different way to seek the tools that may be able to be useful to building a life that you desire and also getting intentional about like like uh like you share and it's like getting intentional about what do you want your life to be because the whole thing is like if you are okay with being anxious and scared and and angry and like if you don't if you don't see any problem with it you're not gonna like you're not gonna want to change because like wellness to me and wellness to you may be two different things. Maybe you are all right. Maybe you feel straight. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with allowing everybody to, you know, whatever you desire. Like if, if, if that's the life that you desire to live, then, you know, I'm not here to push anything on anybody, but I am here to make sure that if you do decide to live a life of emotional and mental wellness, that these tools and resources are available to you on the off rip. Because my experience was I had to seek these tools. Like I had to really like get the shovel out and dig because being a black, a black man, you know, I'm black <laughs> where we got like, oh, you, 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 you crying. Like you, 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 you trying to work through your emotions. Like, don't you know, we got all this stuff that we still haven't handled culturally. <laughs> you know, we still haven't really discussed like equity in America. Like are you talking about you, you feel sad because you ain't had no dad. Like you better shut up and let us like, we got this bigger picture to deal with. And I'm a man where it's like, are oh, you a man, man up? Don't, you know, like, are you crying? Are you, are, are you a chunk? You a punk? Like, no, we don't do that. You know, hold that in, stuff that down and push that down. Cause that's what we do. That's what a strong man is. So that's two things that out the gate, like I had to, like, I, I'm, I'm having to overcome and like rewire myself from. So it was like, I want to make sure that these tools are available to people who are looking for them and that they're widely available, that it's loud because the more people that we have in this fight, I won't even say a fight because I don't like I don't even like that that energy of conflict. The more the more people that we have hands and arms for this energy, like the 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 better, the better the bigger opportunity we have to lift each other up and in wellness, emotionally and mentally and spiritually. Right, right, man. Again, uh, how can the people find you? What uh, platforms are you on, and, and what's your handles? Yo, so I'm Bryce the Third, B R Y C E T H E T H I R D everywhere. Really, you can just Google Bryce the Third. Something gonna pop up. You're gonna find me specifically. Uh, tap into the podcast. You feel that with Bryce the Third, the premier podcast for those looking to grow exceed and excel in the world as a highly sensitive person emotionally sensitive whatever it is that you want to call yourself you feel big feelings i'm creating spaces for us because we need to have somewhere that we can go and build community so tap in with me you can shoot your uh, you can shoot the word podcast to the phone number 313-254-5972 once again shoot podcast to 313 313- Two five four five nine seven two, and you'll get the episode, the, the the latest episode, shot straight to your phone, along with uh, encouraging texts every now and then. All right, man. Again, Bryce, I, I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and your and your knowledge with the people. And I thank all my listeners for tuning in again. Again, this is episode fourteen, so we in here. 
You know what Amen. I'm saying? We in here making it happen. So I appreciate y'all checking in. Again, this is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everybody can live a life that is whole, healthy, and happy. And so I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and to fulfill. Deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. So until next time, we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in to Deal to Heal with E. James. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. Today's episode was sponsored by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, hear from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.